0: Okay, Sam's getting the we're ready, so it is six oh four. So I will now call the meeting of the January 4th, 2022, City of Angels to meeting and roll can roll call, please, Rose. Present. Vice
1: Mayor Henderson? Present. Council for Present. Council Member Montata? Present.
2: Council Member,
0: member Torado? Present. Staff is present. Okay, thank you, Rose. Next, we move on to Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody, please stand. And I'll leave. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States States of America and and to the republic Republic, for which it stands, one nation under God, God,
2: indivisible, with liberty and
1: justice
0: for all. So, next, we move on to number three report out of closed session for items A and B. The direction was given to the staff. Next one, item number four, approval of the agenda. I have a motion to approve the agenda.
2: I'll second.
0: All in favor, say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same sign? Next, we move on to number five, which is public comment. The public may address the council on any item of public interest, not otherwise on the agenda, that is within the jurisdiction of the city. No action may be taken. Matters to be addressed may refer to city staff or placed on the subsequent meeting agenda. Speakers are limited to five minutes per person. Any member of the public that would like to comment. Seeing none, hearing none, I will close public comment, and we will move on to item number six which is consent agenda, item A B C D E F N G. If any staff, any public, or anybody would like to pull an item, please let me know before this moment. If not, I would look for a motion to approve A through G. I'll
2: make the motion.
0: I will second the motion. All in favor, say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same time. Five, oh. Next, we move on to item number 7a introduce wave freeze, wave first reading, hold public hearing on set 118.22 for a second reading for ordinances to revise A, chapter 17.27. Central Commercial CC to be renamed Community Commercial B, 17.30. Suburban Commercial SC to be renamed Shopping Center Commercial C to incorporate permitted and conditional use and design structures to update chapter 17.34, permitted and conditional uses, and 17.09 definitions as needed for consistency with proposed changes. We'll go number one, receive staff report. from
2: Mr. Mayor, council members, that sounds a little bit more complicated than it really is. <laughs> Basically what we're doing is We're taking all of the conditional and permitted uses that were in Chapter 1734, adding them to individual commercial zoning district chapters. So the list of permitted and conditional uses hasn't changed that much, but has changed slightly. Um, In addition, we are making it comply with General Plan 2020 in terms of things like Um, lot coverage and um, all those standards that we had established when we adopted the general plan. Some of the changes that we've done, we have expanded what you can do under administrative conditional use permit. We were having a decent number of salons, if you will, that wanted to go into business and they basically always required a conditional use permit which required a public hearing. The primary reason for that had to do with odors that often emanate from a salon. We found that when we notified adjoining property owners, we frequently did not get any responses or concerns from neighboring landowners. So we have moved that to an administrative conditional use permit in the commercial district so that if we do not get any opposition, we do not have to go to a public hearing and we would be able to issue it in-house. That said, the major differences here are um, between community commercial and shopping center commercial is scale. In the community commercial district, things tend to be a little bit smaller in size. A little bit less outdoor storage is permitted. Whereas when you get into the shopping center commercial district, you can apply to do large format retail. And you can apply to have additional outdoor storage. Two upcoming changes that we will also be bringing to you will be guidelines for outdoor sales and storage. Right now, we have about four different standards and four different sections of the code. I know that's starting to sound familiar to you, but we're trying to consolidate them into one, as well as to try to expedite street and food vendor um, permits and even things like um, temporary buildings, which were requiring full-scale conditional use permits, and again, temporary buildings, we didn't want to go through a big old public hearing rigmarole for something that's just going to be temporary. Um, The Planning Commission did consider this at a public hearing on December 9th, and did recommend approval of the proposed changes. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And this is a public hearing,
0: just wanted to Yes. i will go ahead
2: um so i just went through this today it's a lot but um and so i just had a, a clarifying question on setbacks. i noticed on um for the what is it, the um shopping center commercial district the setbacks were um front 10 feet and side five feet is that speed or is that the building and is that are we talking about like
1: no, no residential would be more than. that. I do
2: residential is traditionally 20 feet front and rear, five on the sides. Commercial can actually range to zero foot setbacks. In okay. fact, in our historic district, it is. Okay. Shopping center, commercial, um, they're not as big as residential. Um, and even though you have those setbacks, you do have to take into account right of ways and staying out of okay. those. And okay. especially everything being along 4 and 49, a right. 10-foot setback sounds small, but once you take out the right-of-way distance and then set back from that, it's right. actually. Because we do have residential still sprinkled in into some of, um, well, I don't know if it's in it as a community. Um, uh, residential the community, in. But I know yeah. that like when I lived on Main Street, I was in that heavy commercial and the setback was, right up against the property line, still up against the residents. That's why I, I want a clarification on that. Okay. I hope that answered yes, you. Thank
0: okay. You. Thank you. Any other council questions at the moment? Okay. okay. At this moment then, I will open up for the public hearing. At this moment, the public hearing is open. Is any member of the public would like to comment. Okay. Seeing that, I will close the public hearing Do I need a motion? No, we're just setting the date. We're just setting the date. So at this moment, the public hearing is closed, and we will set the date for 118 of 2022. Rebecca's already coming up. Next, we move on to item B provide council options for the waterline replacement on Murphy's Grade Road, just east of Main Street, Highway 49, and the crosswalk at the high school. Rebecca Nealon is
2: Actually, I need to speak up on this, and in an abundance of caution, I need to recuse myself from this item. Okay. I think I do
1: also. Okay.
0: Yes, you, you guys can go in the back room over there. Okay. Sit on the recliners watching.
2: my notes with me. Watch some TV. <laughs> okay. Haven't been to the back room
1: yet. This could be fun. Okay.
2: Someone's sleeping back there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> somewhere in there.
2: And start a little bit while we wait for that to open. I just want to say it's nice to see you in person. It is so nice to see you in person. <laughs> this will open eventually. I'll kind of, oh, there we go. So I prepared your staff report before we had the full story. So now I have the full story in the presentation. Uh, Amy and I were talking about how nice it was to be online because you got all this stuff to compare. Yeah, you
1: just put. Ah!
2: <laughs> well, it is fantastic to see everybody. So, oh, well, no, I'm not. Thank you.
1: Um,
2: so on November second. Uh, Dan from MACDL presented an item with a request for some approval from funding to cover a potential change order. The change order is related to 517 feet of waterline that's in conflict with the north side of the road. Um, So we received a quote from the contractor, specifically a subcontractor. Um, of $343,000 where our engineer's estimate was $252,000 so substantially over the engineer's estimate so our resident engineer went back to the contractor and said look these prices I get it but you need to do better than that sharpen that pencil a little bit so they came back with $300,000 which was still over the engineer's estimate by $47,000 so the direction at the last council meeting was to consider some local contractors to see if we can get a better price from a local person. So we did reach out to the two firms that are on the city's emergency repair pre-approved list. One of them was too busy to provide us with a quote and the other one did provide us with a quote, which is the part that you're missing. So we got that quote $217,000, which was fantastic because the engineer's estimate was 252. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. that's a great number. <laughs> that's okay. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. The money that Jennifer Maxwell discussed with you in November to get approved on was $130,000 in RMRA, road maintenance rehabilitation money. Um, so that $130,000 is federalized money. Oh, thank you so much. Uh,
1: table yeah,
0: one <laughs> minute, <laughs> Oh, there we go. That's uh, good. <laughs> oh, that
2: happen. huh?
0: And I should still get it up on his phone. It's not on your phone?
2: Uh-uh. Yeah, it dropped off. Yeah.
0: Okay, there we go. go. Okay. There we go. Huh. No, okay.
1: All right. there we go.
2: Okay. So here's the 517 feet that's in conflict. I didn't really understand it when I first heard about it. But the left side of the upper picture, that's Highway 49. So Highway 49, that gas station, it's going to run along the north side of the road uh, up to the parking lot to the pool, the parking lot across from the high school. So that's the 517 feet that we have in conflict.
0: So from the gas station to the pool? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And one of the things, the, ga- the water line is in conflict in a couple of locations. It's a six inch water line. It is in the Capital Improvement Plan to upgrade that to an 8-inch water line. So the numbers that we were getting quotes for were to upgrade this whole segment of line. Okay, so then that's the money that we had approved. The top number, the 130, that was federalized. The lower number, the 190, that is out of our Water Sewer Capital Improvement Plan, that's 100% local. And that's going to come into play here in a
0: minute. We, we transferred that from... not? We transferred that from uh, uh, what, what was it? the CIP? Yeah, where was that? Though, was it? That was from another project. It, from another okay.
2: it was allocated right. sooner yeah. for another project. Okay.
0: Gardner Lane, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, deal. Sorry, then, I was just trying to step in the little bit. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, and then the summary is here as we talked about 343 was the original, 300 was the new bid from the, the actual contractor, 217 from local. Um, and then the difference between the estimates there. So here's the options that we have. Um, the first option, if we go with the existing contractor, he was three hundred thousand dollars. We're going to need twenty-five thousand dollars in addition for the resident engineer to monitor that waterline installation work. It wasn't part of the original contractor, and it changes their their uh, their work a little bit. It requires extra time from them. So that three hundred becomes three twenty-five we can use federal, state, or local money to pay for that. Um, the available funding that was approved in November was $320, so that makes us only short about $5,000. And that can be accommodated within all the existing contracts. So that's basically a zero. But if we go to the local contractor, we've got 217, dollars so we need to add $25,000 for the resident engineer. Mm-hmm. And because that work was not part of the original contract, we can't use federal money to pay for a local contractor, and that's kind of the catch here. So we can only use local money to pay for the local contractor, Well, we had only approved $190,000 of local money back in November, so that's going to leave us short right now $52,000 for approving that local contractor, which isn't the end of the world. We can move another $52,000 from the Water Capital Improvement Program if you want to go with a local contractor. Um, we'd have to I'd find those funds and move them. We can do that. We can choose the prime contractor with his sub, with his higher quote, but those numbers, it, it's basically a zero. Even though we're paying more for the work, the money is, is like pre-allocated. And then the other option is to do nothing. And if you do nothing, we, the, we don't touch the water line, and we eliminate the sidewalk on the north side of the river. So those are really your three options. I know. Okay. Um, one thing to also think about, if we don't choose the Prime's subcontractor, the Prime will likely hit us with a, um, a right-of-way delay, which is a day they'll have to put off finishing their work while they wait for our subcontractor to get in there and do their work. Like it, how long is that? Fifteen days. So we'll have to give them fifteen additional working days.
1: days.
2: So it's not really a monetary hit, it's just a, a working day mm-hmm. It's a really tough decision. Um.
0: So the original contractor that's there now, we would be in the whole $5,000 roughly. Mm-hmm. If we go with the local contractor, we're roughly in the whole $50,000.
2: $50, we'd have to move more of and our And move own more money. funds
0: from sewer, water, mm-hmm. the yeah, enterprise yeah. funds. And then the option three is to do nothing, but then we scratch mm-hmm. the whole sidewalk on that, that whole side.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a really tough decision. I'm glad I'm not in your seat having to make this decision. Um, I would have a really hard time making a recommendation on that one, to be honest. Um, There's pros and cons for all of them. So obviously, for me, I would prefer to not have to pay so much and use the federal funds. But my thought process on that, too, is this isn't a number that's in concrete, right? So it could also increase. In that.
1: If we something right I mean, That'd be another change order. On either, yeah. either, either
0: one of them would be another change order. Would be right. my guess, right? Do you, do you anticipate
1: any
2: more surprises? I don't know if <laughs> the no, but I mean that's not essentially. That's, yeah. Well, no. I mean this this project's in the middle with all sorts of. Well, yeah. it has to be. I mean, you so look, look at the nature of the street. It's an yeah. old road. Yeah. You're yeah. going to hit things. That's how old roads go. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Um. So for either the three of us sitting here. Yeah. Is scrapping the project an option? No, no. For me, scrapping the is not an option right now. So we'll kick that one out. And now let's
2: So I will say both contracts have additional potholing included for the chain of about eight thousand dollars. So they will go pothole all the laterals and the conflict points. Okay. So they'll discover those as they do this work.
1: Yeah.
0: So any more? Do you, does any staff or council members have any questions for a second? No. Okay, so I'm going to open up public comment and see if you have any public comment on this topic for a minute mm-hmm. and then we'll bring it back and we'll kind of come down with the decision. So at this moment I will open up the public comment if anybody's got anything for Rebecca or for council or anything at the moment. Come on up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, having worked on this project with all of the uh, right of entries and everything, I I thank you for not scrapping the project. Um, A lot of those landowners on the side where the the sidewalk is coming is very much looking forward to that because of the safety issues that they deal with day they stay out. It's always nice to be able to use local contractors. But in a city of this size and all of the future projects you're looking down the road, $52,000 is a lot of money to pull out of one coffer to another and potentially jeopardize some other capital projects down the line. So when we first heard of this, um, we were leaning towards the existing contract because it's almost a wash. Um, We're already using federal and state dollars on this project, so we know what they want and how they work. Um, and this particular contract is doing a good job from the point of view of communication to the landowners that are adjacent to the project and keeping them in touch and working with them for their yeah. access points along the way and also bless her hearts, dealing with all of the supply chain issues which has is further pushed this project out because it was hopeful this would be done by the first of december but all these little things add up like Carolyn brought up a very good point, we're now digging on the Damaris side of the road. and um, They're just old roads and old infrastructure, so there could very well be other other kinds of things that come out of it. So if you don't spend the $52,000, you kind of have that in the back of your mind as some monies if need to, if something should happen with this project. So our recommendation from DAC was utilizing the existing contractor. For this particular part of the project.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Any other public comment at the moment? Okay, I will close public comment on that And I will bring it back to council and if anybody has any further questions for Rebecca. Um,
2: no, I don't have any questions. well,
1: I guess did we know. <laughs> Spit it out, did we
2: know this when we asked the local contractors yeah. to bid? that this could be that we would um be using local funds and the reason i'm asking this is because i know that when you put together a bid it does take a lot of time mm-hmm. so there's a part of me that i appreciate that they did that obviously mm-hmm. but um are you saying like we shouldn't be asking local if we you know we can't pay for it kind of sort of yeah Or mm-hmm. putting them in that position to do all that work right
0: so, but yeah, but until you get that's the bid out, but until you get the bid out the of the guy, I mean, until you get the bid out of the out of the contractor, you don't really know.
2: Which is true, but an engineer's estimate is going to kind of yeah, give you an idea of. What I, I don't fall, think any right? of us are. Um, you know, we're all pro local, using <laughs> local first. Right. Obviously, so. that's where we sit. Um, so it's really this is a really difficult decision. Um, the fifty-two thousand that we'd have to come up with. I mean. We're just gonna. We're gonna have to take it out of another budget, and that's gonna be so. It's so they're gonna be a, a, like a loss of that funding that would go towards something else. So another that capital. would or was might might be allocated for something else. Okay. Okay.
1: <clears throat> okay
2: so where my comment was coming from of if if the it could be more than 52,000 that we're going to lose. No, I mean, this this project has proven to have like every turn, there's been something else. Right. And I just know, I mean, I have a a driving teenager. He has been saying since school started, it's a super dangerous area for new drivers too. So I'd like to see this get wrapped up sooner than later too, as well. Um, There's a lot of safety issues, not just with the sidewalk, but it's also just all these new drivers coming out (laughs) of the parking lot.
0: No. So. No. So. All right. Well, I'll make a motion. I, I mean, actually, let me do this first. We've already had to move money money one time from the Gardner Lane to here. We have to move money again, and I hate to move fifty two thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars is easier for me to swallow than fifty two thousand dollars. I mean, you never know what you're going to hit. I thoroughly appreciate the local contractor since we only had one come out and do it. That's amazing, and, and I'm happy to get that quote out of that gentleman or contractor, whoever it was. Um, but for me, I make a motion We go with the existing contractor for the $5,000 extra. I'll
2: second that. All
0: in favor, say
1: aye.
0: Aye. Aye. Anybody opposed, same sign. 3-0. With two okay. Just little... Can them? Yep, if you want to go grab them. Three o 2
2: Thank you. For making Thank you, Rebecca. A very tough call. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a month.
0: And Rebecca, just, oh, you're already there. Yeah. I'm
2: next. You maybe didn't need a council meeting if I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Okay, so next we move on to, you guys are ready? I'm jump again. I
2: oh know,
0: Next, we move on to item D. Request for direction on Sonora Street repair work. Rebecca Nealon is up So, I'm sorry, what? Um, oh, week, this
2: is sinkhole. sinkhole.
0: Oh, I am sorry. I moved ahead. Sinkhole! Item C, I, I put a check mark, one too many. <laughs> Update Council Fairview slash Mark Twain Intersection sinkhole and provide staff recommendations. Rebecca, you're up again. <laughs> so this
2: is partially staff recommendations. I considered putting this on consent, but I wanted to take a moment just to celebrate what a great job staff have been doing and how they mobilized to fix this problem, because this is the first time we fixed a sinkhole like that. It was impressive, kind of with some of the chaos going on in the city, that we were able to do this within 24 hours was pretty spectacular so um i do have a recommendation at the end but i'll walk through the timeline first so here's the sinkhole this opened up at fairview and mark Twain. we had a water line break here a year or so ago and i think that's probably what started the problem um and then you go out to a sinkhole and you look at it and go where did all that dirt go and there's no obvious hole at the bottom and so in past sinkholes we considered hiring a geotech and digging holes and how do we fix this and this time we've We've had two sinkholes, one each year for the last two years, and we said the conclusion we always come to is fill them with slurry. So we just went ahead and let's fill it with slurry. <clears throat> well, what was so cool is uh, Public Works found the sinkhole. Um, I got the phone call that hey, Rebecca, we've got another sinkhole, and texted me a picture. And I said, well, if you don't see an obvious exit, we always fill them with slurry. Let's call some contractors and get some slurry. And within what did I say?
1: Mm -hmm. Within an hour,
2: we had an emergency contractor who brought gravel to the sites. Public Works crews cleaned up the hole, kind of cleaned up the edges of it to make sure there wasn't any damage to the the existing utilities. Within two hours, that contractor had gravel and had ordered slurry. Public Works had the hole all cleaned out. Um, And I, you know, I just, as I was running out of the house, I called the police department real quick and I said, I had to leave a message, I didn't even talk to to Scott. And I said, look, can you please get, I know you have a changeable message board. If you have staff availability, can you throw one up on Fairview? Because it's a pretty steep hill to be coming down and get stuck and realize you can't get through. Mm -hmm. So just put something at the top, please, to let people know not to go down. And they had put together this pretty spectacular social media post. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got here, after I think it took me about two hours, the post was up, the changeable message board was up, the contractor was here, it was amazing how quick everything got done. Let's see, then we, within about three hours, the slurry showed up, which is amazing. If anybody's trying to order concretes,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: can. Yeah. So the fact that we had a contractor that could get concrete out here that fast was pretty spectacular. So they filled up the bottom half of the hole up to the utilities, just put some loose material on top to make it safe, put steel plates down for the night, let the bottom part cure. Because the hole was open, public works was looking at it saying, We should really install a meter here and we should tap the line, we should cut the line right here. It doesn't really need to go any further. So they did a little bit of utility work just because the hole was open. And then the next day they put the final lift of slurry and it's done. So 24 hours to get this thing taken care of was spectacular. I will say the things that we discussed and why I'm here for staff recommendations is every time these types of problems show up, we play hot potato with which department pays for it. So it might be a good idea, since we have one of these every single year, is to have some reserve account to be able to deal with these things. We haven't received the invoice from the contractor, so I can't tell you exactly what it costs to, to do that work. But I'm thinking 30000 is a pretty safe set aside, so I know that there isn't a ton of money to randomly set aside places. But um, when you guys are working on the budget, if you can think about some kind of an emergency repair set aside, that would be helpful so that we know pretty quick where to find where the money needs to go. Um, and I had one other recommendation. What was it? Sorry, to clarify, you're saying 30,000, that would cover one single? No, I think it would probably cover more. Okay. But that's a really conservative number, I thought. Um, but it just would be a good idea just to have. there.
1: Right. Oh, there. you on.
2: our on-call list of contractors was procured in 2019 so that is due to be Mm re-procured one of the on-call contractors that we have on our list um, basically doesn't do this type of work anymore so Mm -hmm. it's a good idea to get that re-procured so that we have a a better list of available contractors so when you have an on-call list established do they have a rate sheet so you know who charges what Yeah. and then does it determine how you call each contractor like we know this one's great for doing slurry work, for example, is this price versus this guy's rate for this price, or does that not determine how you call them out? Um, well, we kind of, this one we called kind of in order of who answered the phone. Right. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you, you would generally know the prices. Uh, right now, with everything going on in the world and inflation, you get I'm you get. sure that they would ask for rate adjustments at yeah, the time, yeah. so you couldn't really lock them in on things. But you would have an idea of who's uh, generally where people are any equipment. Okay,
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Any other council comments or questions? great okay. nice job. Yeah, for me I just mm-hmm. Public yeah. Works, Dave, Chris. Yeah. Rebecca, amazing. you uh, not contractor. Not really. But I'm just thank you everybody Within 24 you hours pretty amazing. It. You
1: guys yeah.
2: did a great job. it was
0: impressive. City staff. Yeah.
2: Are you okay with us um Luke, with and the um, emergency contact list. Yeah, Absolutely. and that's $1,000 yeah, so oh, I'm sorry.
0: for me, can we give, I'd love to give direction staff to, we procure that and look into it, the budget, trying to put, trying to put an emergency fund of 30000 away, or some sort of an emergency fund for, we could probably even label it sinkholes, <laughs> because we that's do get them, fun. we do <laughs> get them all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: Where did the money we come went. from for this one? We haven't Staying quite figured that yet. out yet. Well, oh, that's part back. of the problem.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your
0: budget, Madam. Does okay. anybody else want direction to staff for? No, that works for
1: me. Rebecca. Any public
0: comment on Rebecca or anybody questions for staff? Okay, I will we'll post public comment then too. And that is just informational. Thank you, Rebecca.
2: You're
0: welcome. Next, we will actually move on to item D, um, request for direction on Sonora Street repair work. Rebecca, you have up again.
2: Okay, this one is a little more complicated. Um, since I started coming to Angel's Camp, one public works person or another has pointed out this issue at Sonora Street. And it's, I'll show you a photo in a second, but basically, Sonora comes into, it's a very steep downgrade, and it comes into Highway 49 at a very sharp skew angle. And I guess people cross, it's 49's on a curve. Let me give you a photo. Here's the location, Sonora Street. Um, and we've got the intersection of Sonora Street and a very uh, steep curve and you can see from the photo about how far it is down from Highway 4 for reference. Okay so here's the intersection and you can see Highway 49 is on a curve and it's sort of amazing for how slow traffic should be going through here but we get people headed southbound on Highway 49 that cross over and hit the slope right right next to that S for the stop bar. Mm which is amazing they're coming into oncoming traffic and hitting that that slope wall and you can sort of see it the photo on the right hand side shows somebody standing on the stop and the problem is really uh that slope between the s for stop and then the fog line for highway 49 and it's kind of loose packed well it's packed rock not grouted in and every time that gets hit caltrans hit it once with their blade and we asked them to fix it, and they said, nope, we don't, we don't go past the fog line.
1: Well, that's you.
2: <laughs> but you did. But so you should fix it, but they didn't. The so right-of-way through here is unknown. Caltrans only takes responsibility up to the fog line. Um, so it's on us to get that fixed, and it, it's just slowly degrading. Um, that's not a two-way road. Is no, it's no. one way.
0: Okay. Because
2: yeah, no, no, no. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I've never been up there. One thing that stops the, the pavement marking for stop is about 8 feet wide, 8, 9 feet. Sometimes it barely fits between the stripes, so that gives you a sense of how wide it is. It is not wide at all. And I believe, when we were looking at it, we're pretty sure the city constructed this block retaining wall that's on the one side, and that really limits how wide we can make that piece of road. So my initial thought when I get this, this call that Sonora Street is getting worse, is like, look, we just need to close that road. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible intersection. It's terribly unsafe. Here's a picture of our public works crew driving down it, which kind of amazes me. This really gives you a sense of how steep that slope is. It, it's almost a vertical slope, and you've got a road on top. The road curves into this steep section, and there's nothing to protect you from going over the hill. It kind of blew my mind when I saw it. It's a little scary. It, it is. It
1: it's is by the
0: seat of your pants. It's, <laughs> down that road
2: several times. It's what we call a legacy road. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's even better with a trailer. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Go. I was amazed Go. when
2: we were standing out there. FedEx comes and delivers yeah. something on that road. Oh, <laughs> lives up there. Uh-huh. Yep. And they have garbage cans. People have their... Yeah. their I bet. They but, picked up, and I don't even know where they take them to the end of that road, they get picked up. <laughs> it, it's kind of incredible actually. Uh, one thing is fire won't take a truck into this neighborhood Yeah. Um, because the streets are just too narrow, too steep, you can't get them around. Um, here's another blow up of it. So now that I look at the intersection, and then you got to find a spot to park to look at the intersection, so you park up on the steep spot, Mm -hmm. and that kind of worries you. And then you look at the streets to get up there. So Sonora is one way down, the street up. I'm going to forget the name of the road. Thank you. Which I almost missed the first time because I was fairly confident it was a driveway and not a
1: street. (laughs) It is very narrow.
2: Um, And that's there's only one way in and one way out. And so for the about 30 residents that live up here, that's a concerning situation. Oh, there's a picture of Martine, which if it wasn't for the stop bar, it would definitely look like a driveway. Mm -hmm. So as I look at Sonora, and then I see the slope, and then I see the roads behind it, and then I see the access issues, the problem just kind of snowballed. So I had to kind of break it down to all the things that need to happen up here. The two that I've highlighted in the top, which, of course, you can't see, I apologize. Uh, the first one is, and I've done these in order of realistic uh, realism for us to resolve these issues. We're not going to fix all of the issues, obviously. So my top recommendation is to put 100 feet of metal beam guardrail where you come down Sonora and you make that 90 degree, almost 90 degree turn to go down the really steep part. There's no protection at the end of that road. So I think 100 feet of guardrail, you can put in deep posts, um, and it'll require a Caltrans Encroachment Permit, which always complicates things a bit, but that one should be easily approvable, or as far as anything with Caltrans is approvable. So my top priority, feasible, is guardrail. Put 100 feet of guardrail up there and then have it run down that slope a little bit and enhance the safety of that. My next project, and this is the one that is a huge can of worms, I haven't wanted to open it up ever, but I keep getting called out to this intersection, so I'm going to have to deal with it, is to do something to repair the place where Sonoran Street comes into Highway 49. And that is going to be a heavy CalTrans involvement. Even though they don't take responsibility for anything beyond the fog line, they definitely care about you with an intersection coming into their facility. My concern is once you, touch their facility, it's a, capital, it's a capital project for them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they could need a project initiation document, a geotechnical investigation mm-hmm. survey, environmental, environmental document, all of that stuff. So that's my concern with the, the intersection fix. Um, one thing that would be helpful is to create a turnaround. Right where Sonora comes down, kind of at the, the top of that yellow line, there is a whitish spot that you we could turn into some sort of a turnaround so if somebody gets there and realizes they just can't go down sonora (laughs) they have an opportunity to turn around before they have to go down the really steep parts that would require a little bit of right away um then the next pick would be to widen sonora street basically from our problem to that street whose name i can't remember Martina. martina martina thank you um that upper piece sonora street is actually has potential to be widened. So that would really enhance access in that neighborhood to be able to widen that street, get a little better two-way movement going on. Then the last project on my list is, oh, second to last is then Martin Streets, Martina streets to make that look less like a driveway and more like something that two-way traffic can access. And then the last one is to develop an emergency access for this neighborhood something that comes off the back and eventually goes over to Highway 4, and that is a huge project. But I will say the COG is currently initiating a project for emergency evacuation routes throughout the, the region, so this is definitely something that can be added to that list and a little bit of thought can go into where those connections would be. So. From the turnaround to the emergency evacuation route, I don't see that happening anytime soon, Uh, the guardrail and fixing Sonora Street are potentially possible. So I've broken them down just a little bit more. Um, So for guardrail, deep post installation, Caltrans encroachment permit, they're going to have right-of-way issues. I'm guessing about $40,000. And I try to guess on the high side, but I think $40,000 would get guardrail at that location. Then the next one is going down to Sonora Street, the actual intersection. And there's so many variables here. Really, my request is, do you want me to spend time starting this conversation with Caltrans and finding out what they're going to require? And it could be very little, they could say it's all you. Just get a permit if you're going to be swinging things into the Caltrans right away. Um, Or it could be a huge project, which I've seen many times before. And that is that. So a lot of this huge can of worms, two projects from that up here that are mean, put forth for your consideration.
1: Okay.
0: Helps you got any questions? Well, where's
2: the money coming from for this?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so the guardrail, we do have a little bit in road funds every year. Um, the guardrail can handle it. This, this year our road funds can probably, I need to get together with the city accounts to figure out where the road account is. Right. We haven't spent any road money this year, to my knowledge. If we get thirty
0: thousand a year. Mm-hmm. 68. It is?
1: Is it yeah, okay.
2: I know some of it goes to covering my contract, but yep. my contract is sixty-eight. Yeah. Um so I don't know what the balance is on that account. I need to get that bound. But forty thousand we ought to be able to get something. Um I feel like intuitively there, there's probably forty thousand in the road account Would the for this. 15 for or, I mean is that uh um, so, yeah I think but I'm are we doing something it to it turned that in the Yeah I mean I'm gonna yeah, have I'm do, gonna do, do. do the guardrail once we fix yeah. the road because once the road to, is with does that not make No, no, it makes perfect sense. I think if we were do anything with the road, obviously we can't widen it to forty nine. So we would set the guardrail between Sonora and forty nine, probably in a permanent location. I think if Caltrans is gonna require us to do to widen the road, it would have to go into the hillside which has a retaining wall, that retaining wall would have to get rebuilt.
1: Are There's a lot going
2: on. Off of the road? Not to my knowledge. I'm sort of amazed. I was terrified that I'd fall off the road. But. is there an alternative to instead of doing hundred feet, can we do mm-hmm. say thirty feet right at that? We could, where if you were coming down Snore, you would slide into it, we could shorten the guardrail up. That's I mean, way. just like as a fixed until
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we could look at a shorter mm-hmm. piece. It but doesn't need to go all the way. You're identifying that the majority of the problems are in the bend with people hitting the wall right. on 49, not falling off of Sonora, or I, I just don't understand what the guardrail fix is going to really provide. Right. It seems okay. like a. I feel like we need to do something. It's something, that. but it's sure. not people really. going to be able to fix that once right. it right. it's fixed. Put something that works. Right. And I don't know that people are hitting it. I haven't heard any. Stories. I, I can imagine the people oh. who don't.
0: Um, so, and I have this is a concern and been a concern for a few years. Um, is there any liability for us that if we don't do anything at the moment, have, have there been complaints? Is that I mean, is, is it one person complaining or what do we have? I don't know. Or is think it just a concern at the moment?
2: It's mostly me going up there and going, How is there not guardrail here? Yeah. I okay. feel like as an agency we should right. have it there. But I haven't investigated the liability. Issues. So then the minute we put a guardrail up now we've recognized that it's our liability. But mm-hmm. so then that possibly puts us on a predicament that we don't right now possibly have.
1: Correct. Correct.
2: And I can take this back and actually go look at the liability. I know other really small agencies that do put guardrail in these types of situations because they feel liable. Whether or not that's a real a reality, I don't know. So we can investigate that and come back to you and let you know for sure.
0: I'm just forty thousand isn't a whole lot of money, but it is money. it's money at the moment. Yeah. Um,
2: where we have other roads. Right. That's right now we just we
0: just did five thousand dollars to the last one. Um, Forty thousand here—it starts adding up pretty quick. Absolutely. And if—I mean—I'm I, all for if, if 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 somebody's life is in danger and there's a sinkhole, <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, but at the moment, I don't know if there's a public safety here. It is a little sketchy, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. It's been that way for multiple years. Um, I just don't know if it's something we need to tackle at the okay. moment. And that's my—that—that's my question at the moment.
1: Okay.
0: So, um, is there any? Other council questions at the moment. Yeah, I
1: I'll, agree.
2: I'll, I agree. Agree. Okay, let right okay, me on and
0: on. let me open up the public comment real quick. Mm-hmm. I will open it. Here comes back.
2: <laughs> so this has been a discussion for 20, 30, 40 years, um, and I often suggested a neighborhood meeting, of pulling the forces together and discussing what the what the problems are from the neighborhood point of view. Um, a lot of it you're going to hear about the speed and the screeching of brakes and that sort of thing. So, you know, if there is a public meeting, I think all of those things will be discussed in that. Um, because you also have another problem on the opposite, right across from Sonora Street, Park Avenue. Right.
1: And road? it's Next that show. whole
2: intersection. So you yeah. fix one, it's going to trigger on to Park. So, you know, maybe a, a step might be some sort of neighborhood meeting and you might find some solutions from the neighborhood, and the piece of property you're talking about um, just sold, so it is possible maybe with new ownership that some kind of turnaround or something like that is an option. But it has been discussed in the past about closing the road, and while that makes sense, like Rebecca said, it really impacts Martina to where it's more of a safety issue because you would have people trying to do a two-way which they do anyway Right. but that neighborhood is pretty polite to each other with letting people come and go. But that was the latest suggestion years ago about a neighborhood meeting of sorts um, to, to get more input from the neighborhood about what some of their concerns are. Public Works has always seen this and always been a concern. And um, anyway that's just something that's been discussed in the past.
0: Thank you Debbie. Anybody else? Miss Amy?
2: Uh, just a quick question for Debbie. So is it that parcel that's right where the two roads come together that just recently sold? Okay. The reason I bring that up is because of Rebecca's third bullet there. I, I think you are looking at at some point that road's not going to be passable Right. and maybe your money is well spent trying to secure an easement on those properties before they get developed to put a turnaround there. Um, otherwise, there will be only one way in and one way out. Okay. Yeah. So just to toss uh, that off.
0: Any other public comments from anybody at the moment? Okay, I will close it, and I will come back and say that for me, I'm just kind of still on the, let's let's see what our options are on this before we just start throwing some money at it, which um, I, I agree that something needs to be done, but... Um, maybe we do look into purchasing a piece of property, or we talk, prop- and I never even thought about it until Debbie just brought it up to- right across the road where you used to turn it into Rosa Sanchez and stuff. That's mm-hmm. cool. And also, there's the 49 bypass that's supposed to happen at some point, too, that would alleviate a ton of traffic, and that's going to be coming up at some point for us, too. Uh, so, there's a whole mess of stuff going on there. So, uh, that's my opinion. Anybody else throw something else out there, too?
2: Yeah, no, I agree. And I appreciate all the work that you put into this because I know that took some time. But I feel like we might be jumping the gun on something, and I hate to dump money into something that later. So, yeah, I'm going to bring it to you, Alvin. Um, okay, okay.
0: Could you, I mean, I guess my, my final thought would be could you see if there is any major or that yeah. too? Yeah. Um, if there's some major liability hanging out there, then that changes the whole thing for us, and we have to do something quickly. Um, but at this moment, it's been this way for quite a while. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's for yeah, my I've whole been life. Quite
1: a while in my dream any, I was going to say fatalities. Or anything nothing. Like, I've, I've I've never. Yeah, nothing would. Right. So I think uh, how many yeah.
0: people live up there? About oh.
2: thirty.
0: Yeah, there's quite a few homes up in there.
2: That's 30 homes and potentially two drivers, two or three drivers per month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that that's drivers. not the only exit. You know, no, because
1: not do the market market market. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we were to close if it, close it, impacts much. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and it is pretty tight to turn around. I mean, you'd be you'd be pulling into people's driveways and turning mm-hmm. around
2: like five mm-hmm. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Does that give direction to staff then at the moment, without a,
2: does well,
0: that give direction, I guess? <laughs> the,
2: that does on the guardrail um, issue, on the, um, do we repair Sonora, which is in a deteriorating state, can, my request is to start coordinating with Caltrans just to find out how bad out. that's going yeah. so to be. I would yeah. love for you
1: to
0: have okay. a conversation with Caltrans and see what they're <laughs> going to require. Yeah, That's mine.
1: See head yeah,
2: definitely on the other side of the fog line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll stay off their fly plane if they stop our fog line. I know. know. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So okay, so item D, we gave Rebecca. direction
0: on all that. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank
1: you. Lost on there.
0: Okay, and then we will move on to item E, adoption of resolution 21-1, authorizing the city implementation teleconference public meeting pursuant to Assembly Bill 361, allowing the city to continue a hybrid virtual meeting environment, mayor and city council. So we are
2: this on the agenda, we need
1: to meet, um,
2: planning has asked that we continue to meet working. Um, and
1: then, in
2: speaking with legal staff, we're recommending the resolution be in order for us to meet the requirements to meet council. So we can still so offer that, hybrid. So we can still offer for hybrid. For us and yeah. for Our planning. For us okay.
0: and for planning commission, just okay. city city wide, than yeah. through ourselves. Okay. 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 Does staff have any questions, <laughs> or council? Any public comment on this?
2: Is there a period of time that
0: It would probably be when this bill.
2: Every thirty days? Yeah. We're back to that. We're back to yeah. Um, and that's indefinitely, or isn't it? Like March so now. unless the state changes. Unless which state- I think they're going to come down because of the COVID cases. Right.
0: Okay. okay.
2: Same resolution every thirty days.
1: Can we put yeah.
0: this
2: on consent moving forward? I
1: think we, we can. can. We yeah, can, so, we can't so, great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so I guess I'd like to make the motion and in that motion state that we move this to a consent agenda.
1: I moving forward. Give
0: me two seconds on the oh, yeah. public comment. And I'll close it here in just a second. Okay, seeing and hearing no public comment, I'm closing public comment.
1: Bam, you're up.
2: Okay, so I would like to make the motion, and in that motion, move that we um, move this to the consent agenda as opposed to the regular agenda moving forward. Does that that?
0: Yes. I, I will second s- that. Okay, okay, go for it. You got it. <laughs> All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed? Same sign? Five. Okay. Next we move on to item number eight, council reports, and I will start with Isabel.
2: I don't have anything to report. Happy New Year and uh, I'm looking forward to the year ahead. If it's anything like the last four days, we're in for a good year.
1: <laughs>
2: um I second that. Um, we were very busy downtown, um, I wanna say. All um, maybe not the first week of December, but there was a lot of activity in downtown Eagle Camp this year, that's and great. I think that was um, really nice to see. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Utica is open, the Lounge, and we had things going on, and it was it was great to see just activity done there. So mm-hmm. that's it. Nice to see the establishment, establishment open. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see I had a lot go on. <laughs> I had quite a few meetings after our last um, council meeting, I attended the um, the IRWMA meeting and um, they sent out the revised report um, for disadvantaged community members and Ingles had, had a very low response. We had 12 responses for water and nine for sewer. And on the water, the recommendations were better filtration of water water that tastes good and updated infrastructure and lower rates. And then on sewer, it was more modern and efficient systems and cited a sewer smell outside in downtown English Camp. So those are, and if you wanna see that survey, I'm happy to send it to you, but it breaks down every single water district um, and by um, what were the responses and how many people. And then um, I went to um, a Watershed Advisory Committee meeting on the 15th, and that was to finalize the recommendations to the board regarding um, multi-benefit applications for, um, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, grants. And so the Twain Heart Community Service District and the tribe received a grant for 2.5 million on that project, so that was kind of cool. Okay. And then I went to the Central, Sierra's Economic Development District, my first meeting on that one. Um, and they, we tabled a lot because we ended up getting a ton of information like 36 hours before the meeting and it was a lot of information. So we tabled some things and we're actually having an additional meeting on the twentieth of this month at all. Happen. So it gave us a lot of time to read through all of that. But um, they're talking about becoming partners with EBA, which is um, an American Rescue Plan. It's the Good Jobs Challenge. So um, that would require another like committee to sit on that, which would maybe be outside of our group um, to fill that committee. And the application deadline for that is 26. so we had to, to make a decision on that. And then we talked about grants for the good jobs, and um, the forestry, the other one was forestry court. I think. So CAL FIRE grants. So that's all of that, okay.
1: That was
0: a lot. I know.
2: It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Nice work. Good job.
1: All right. Jim?
2: So on the 7th, let's see, the 12th, not the 11th. Alvin and I attended the UWPA meeting. My notes are in my last year's planner because I have a this year's planner and it's out in the truck. So I'm hoping you have better notes. I cannot remember.
0: There was what we they had. did um, 15 year for Mr. Marks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, 30- and Frank or, has been there for 10, so they did a congratulations and. Well, it was
2: We have Remat. That's all. Yep, we have
0: Remat and uh, Mr. Minkler was there. Our lawyers were there. There was lots of people that. Because remat has been going on for years mm-hmm. and trying to get back in this program. And what remat is, is um, basically we get a, a dollar amount for the energy produced. A
2: locked-in dollar amount, yeah.
0: This remat then locks us into yeah. a higher dollar amount for 20 years. 20. So if, if it's going to kick a lot of extra money in the mm-hmm. coffers is what it's going to do. And now both Murphy's and Unica are locked in. Um, so it was a pretty amazing feat. It took a lot of people to do it. So, when did that go into
2: effect? Uh, December 1st. December 1st. Oh, all this yeah. water that's generating money. Yes. Right. Yeah. So really December 1st, goes. so that's yes. a
0: huge yeah. thing. Um, yeah. It still yeah. impacts us on water years and different things on how much we can produce and get, but it, it definitely raises the bar and it gives us a solid um, a known, unknown a variable now yeah. um, for the that's next, kind of depending idea. on water years, but it, it gives us, yeah. yeah. All I mean. of so,
2: November, the water system was basically shut down for yeah. maintenance always maintenance month in November, and they did a lot of work—the flume repairs—all um, yeah. with volunteers. And, you got the and men their in orange. Staff on, on back.
0: Yep. it was a huge. It's a, it's a big labor saving cost for two weeks to have. I think there's two crews they run. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's a big labor saving cost for those guys. Um, what else? Mr. Conrado, we voted him in as a citizen at large, and Larry um, will be our alternative. Larry Thompson, he's been on the board for many years, but he's now our alternative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
0: There's water. There um, what else? Was there?
1: <coughs> well, other outside of that meeting, I know that they
2: had with these storms just in the last yeah. few days, they had a lot of trees fall mm-hmm. on okay. and the. And thought, the thought, they yeah. had a lot of repairs that were necessary, but we were, knock on wood, we were unscathed. Yeah. No, no damage. Yeah. Okay, so that's UWPA. That's um, guys, nobody mentioned our Christmas party. We did have a Christmas party that we all oh, attended yeah. on whatever that date was, the fourteenth, twenty-first, Oh, I'm in January. That's why. Right. <laughs> um, that was at the pickle porch. Thank you to Gretel. And then myself on Christmas Day every year, I um, serve. I delivered dinners for Murphy's Native friends. and I delivered like sixty-four or sixty-eight dinners this year. Mm-hmm. And I. Think all together with all deliveries and what they served in person was roughly 600 and wow. so. that's always very humbling this afternoon. And that was it.
0: That's all I got for UWPA. Happy New Year's everybody.
2: I forgot. I did oh. go on a tour with Debbie with Zach and <laughs> Tim Oski. They took me around town and showed me all of uh, what's happening around Angel Camp. It was fantastic. So thank you for that. I really <laughs>
1: That's all I got at the
0: moment. Um, you guys have received your consolidated reports. Mm-hmm. Is there any comments on that you guys would like to make or anything at the moment? Okay, yes. I will skip over that. Rose, you will send us the calendar, the new yeah. one there. Okay, um, correspondence, and Ooh. number 12, adjourn. Do have a motion to adjourn the meeting? I'll move.
2: I'll, move. I'll,
0: I'll take first for Jen, second for Gretel. All in favor say aye. 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 Anybody opposed, same time? Bye Good night, everybody. Yeah, thank, thank you everyone for coming.
1: Um are you talking Oh, I don't know, I gotta look. They were-